الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سابقوا الى مغفره من ربكم وجنه عرضها السماوات والارض اعدت للمتقين الذين ينفقون في السراء والضراء والكاظمين الغيظ والعافين عن الناس والله يحب المحسنين فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كظم غيظا وهو قادر على ان ينفذ الا ان ينفذه دعاه الله يوم القيامة على رؤوس الخلائق حتى يخيره من الحور العين ما شاء أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected brothers and elders This ayat of the Quran Sharif It was recited Allah Ta'ala gives us the instruction, the encouragement for something that we are always doing. The only thing is to direct it in a different direction. This is part of human nature that we are always competing, we are always trying to be better than the next but generally this competition is confined and restricted to aspects of dunya every person is trying to be doing something better than the next one in terms of his business in his earning in the kind of car he drives in the kind of phone he has in the kind of material possessions he has the general situation not necessarily that applies to everyone but by and large this is the situation and either directly indirectly subtly behind the scenes this is the motivation in many things person has some function some wedding so now somewhere behind at the back of the mind it is how can i do something unique somebody is doing something else behind the mind somewhere in the back might be right at the front also how can i do it in a way that it becomes a talking point so this becomes our motivation in many things and this is something that's inherent in human nature that we want to be competitive and we want to rush ahead for things so allah tbaraka wa taala is also giving us something that is in accordance to our nature but directing it in a direction that is really worth striving for Allah Ta'ala says sabiqu ila maghfiratin min rabbikum wa jannatin arduha as-samawati wal ard that rush and one meaning of the word sabiqu compete with one another and hasten towards what that which has real importance that which has lasting benefit that which is eternal first thing allah taala says ila maghfiratin mir rabbikum towards the forgiveness of your rabb 
the forgiveness of the one who has created you who is sustaining you who is nurturing you who is providing for you who is enabling you to breathe every moment who enables you to eat and then enables that food to digest and nourish you otherwise that same food can become a source of your destruction how many times a person eats something say well this created a certain reaction and now this led to some complication and that complication finally led to some major health problem and this led to the person's death so it's Allah Ta'ala that enables a person to eat that food in the first place to, to acquire that food Allah Ta'ala provides that food for him then by the will of Allah Ta'ala he is able to eat it otherwise how many times these kind of things we hear about a person took a morsel then he choked on it it didn't even go down he choked on it and it became the means of his death so Allah Ta'ala enables it to go down and then Allah Ta'ala enables it to digest and enables it to become a source of nourishment and enables it to become a means of this insan gaining that strength so now all this Allah Ta'ala is doing for him every moment if he is not able to take that breath in for a while something happens then he's a fish out of water and that can spell death for him and every moment he is dependent on Allah Ta'ala's assistance and help so therefore he requires more than anything else requires Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness otherwise if he's going to be taken to task by Allah Ta'ala he could be in serious problems in dunya and obviously the day of Qiyamah who's going to help him so Allah Ta'ala is giving us that prescription that that hasten towards the forgiveness of your Rabb because more than anything else this is what we need if Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness has been sought and a person has gained the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in dunya then dunya will become a place of peace for him it will become a place of serenity and happiness for him with or without the material possessions and otherwise if Allah Ta'ala is displeased with him then with or without the material possessions this dunya also will become a little sample of Jahannam for him and his life will become a total a place of complete restlessness this dunya will become a place of complete restlessness for him his life will be a life of despair and misery and he will Allah forbid how many people in the midst of all the comforts and luxuries they are contemplating suicide what is the reason for this that that happiness has been snatched away by Allah Ta'ala. why because of the person's persistence in sin so his persistence in sin has led to now this happiness being taken away and now despite whatever comforts and luxuries a person may be in he's a fish out of water his life is in the misery so Allah Ta'ala is giving us that prescription سَابِقُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ and then this world is a very temporary place we are here now we have no guarantee for today let alone tomorrow tomorrow is far away so the real thing is the akhirat the real thing is the hereafter and that person who gains jannat when he gets into that phase of life when he reaches the akhirat he gains jannat he is really successful so how he will get it Allah Ta'ala is giving us a prescription that rush towards this maghfirat 
and forgiveness of your Rabb and towards this Jannat Ardu has samawatu wal ard this Jannat the breadth of which is like the heavens and earth the space between the heavens and earth this is just by way of trying to make insan with his limited understanding fathom some idea otherwise the reality is beyond this what else can insan think about something as vast as the space between the heavens and earth beyond that what can he think so this is the most he can think about so Allah Ta'ala says the breadth and the breadth is normally is obviously the shorter distance the longer distance is the length so if this is the breadth what will be the length the crux of it is it's beyond your imagination and in the hadith sharif Nabi Salaam says that the last person to enter Jannat in the authentic hadith of Bukhari and Muslim the last person to enter Jannat lengthy narration at the end Allah Ta'ala will say to him that fine now you have been given entry into Jannat go desire what you have desired whatever you have desired is all for you and ten times the like of this world that you lived in ten times the world that is the place of the lowest Jannati the person who will get the least in Jannat ten times the likeness of this world so Allah Ta'ala is saying this is what I want to present to you and give you so rush towards it but who will get it that is a big question Allah Ta'ala says أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ who will get it the people who will get it are the muttaqin, those who have taqwa those who have this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala those who are obedient to Allah Ta'ala what is this taqwa all about it's a whole topic and discussion on its own but the crux of it is that a person who lives in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala person who refrains from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala whether it is at the time of Salah he is now fulfilling his Salah it is the time of Fajr then he is sacrificing his sleep it's a time of Zuhar, Asar, Maghrib he is sacrificing his business and whatever other commitments and entertainment and anything else comes in the way and Isha as well and he is fulfilling his Salah it is a time for Zakat he is discharging his Zakat if Hajj is compulsory upon him he is fulfilling that and whatever other command of Allah Ta'ala is directed to him he's completing that and wherever there is any temptation to take him away from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala whether it is the temptation of looking at haram whether it is on his phone or whether it is on the internet or wherever it may be or on the streets or whether it is the temptation to listen to haram or the temptation to speak haram or the temptation to conduct some haram transaction or whatever it may be at that time he suppresses that temptation and he defies nafs and shaitan at that time and he submits to Allah Ta'ala then this is taqwa he does not give in to the temptation but he runs towards Allah Ta'ala like Sayyidina Yusuf Ali Salatu Wasalam he is trapped in this house and all the doors are locked and this woman with the exceptional beauty that she had is now herself inviting him towards sin and saying to him hey talak and she's inviting him towards sin and now he's trapped in this house where everything is locked but what does he say qala ma'adallah i seek the refuge of my rabb my allah 
and then he flees towards the locked doors. He also is aware that this door has been locked. But to protect himself from sin, he runs towards the locked door. He did what was in his capacity. Allah Ta'ala caused that door to miraculously open. And he fled out of that door which was locked. Allah Ta'ala made it open and he fled out of it. And he protected himself. Now this is taqwa. So Allah Ta'ala says that this jannat, this forgiveness and this jannat is for the muttaqeen. Those who have taqwa. And people of taqwa are people of qualities. They are people who are blessed with qualities. In the entire Quran Sharif, you won't find, this is permissible, a person has earned his wealth in a halal way. Alhamdulillah, that's a blessing from Allah Ta'ala and he uses it in a halal way, that is a greater blessing. Otherwise, that can become a problem for him. So he earned it in a halal way and he used it in a way that earned the akhirat for him, then that is a great blessing. But no way in the Quran Sharif will find anywhere any praise for the wealth of dunya. No way that has been praised because that doesn't make anything of a person. Somebody will have it, somebody won't have it. Somebody who won't have it might be far better in the sight of Allah Ta'ala than somebody who has it. Or somebody who has it might be far better than somebody who doesn't have it. That's not any basis. Neither having it or not having it, that's not any basis. But in the Quran Sharif you'll find great amount of praise for qualities. And qualities, this door is open for anyone. Material wealth, this is something someone will have, someone won't have. It's not dependent on a person's intelligence, a person's expertise. This is Allah Ta'ala's decision and decree. But Allah Ta'ala has left the door to acquiring qualities open to everyone. And this is what is praiseworthy. This is what makes a man. This is what makes a person. And in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this maghfirat and this forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala and this jannat being promised for those who have taqwa. Now this is itself a quality. This is something that adds value to a person. But then there are certain highlights Allah Ta'ala mentions of these muttaqeen. These people who have this attribute and quality of taqwa, they have a combination of many many things. All the good qualities. But there are certain highlights in their lives. And in this particular instance, Allah Ta'ala mentions certain highlights of them. That who are these muttaqeen? That among all the things, some of which we discussed already, Allah Ta'ala says one of their very distinguishing attributes is Those who spend in good causes, in helping the poor and needy, helping people who are destitute, helping those who are in dire circumstances, and especially in the times that we are living in, the kind of challenges people are facing, while on the one hand sometimes we will spend maybe several thousand rands on one meal eating out. And on the other side, there is somebody who doesn't know where his next meal will come from. Whether he will have to sleep hungry or he'll get something to eat, he doesn't know. And that's happening in our backyards. So to have this compassion and kindness to share the gifts of Allah Ta'ala with those who are in dire circumstances and to spend in the cause of deen. Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with wealth, Alhamdulillah, that is a blessing. He's come in a halal way, that's a blessing. But at the same time, it's a great blessing to share that wealth with those who have lesser. 
and to make one's akhirat in the process. So Allah Ta'ala says, Alladheena yunfiquna fi sarra wa darra. That this muttaqeen, these people of taqwa, they spend in conditions of ease and in adversity. That spending in the cause of Allah Ta'ala is not something that is only in a time of ease. In the time of ease, the person could spend out of a million, he could spend 10,000, he could spend 100,000. In the time of adversity, out of a thousand, he could spend 10 rands. But he will not stop spending. Somebody could spend out of a million, 10,000, he spent 0, 1%. He spent 1%. And somebody out of a thousand spent uh, 100 rands, he also he spent 10%. That person spent 1%. This person's mujahada is greater. Allah knows best, he will get a greater reward for his sacrifice. That person will get a greater reward for his quantity. What comes out better at the end of the day, only Allah knows. But a person of taqwa, he will spend in the cause of Allah Ta'ala, on the poor, on the needy, on the destitute, on anybody, to help someone, whether in conditions of ease or adversity, in good times or hard times, accordingly whatever he can manage, whatever he can, but this will be part of his life. So this is the first attribute, the highlight. Now these are people with a combination of qualities. But these are some highlights. The first thing is they're spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And the second thing Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ And another highlight of these muttaqeen, who will get this forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala, who will get this jannat, this everlasting paradise, are those وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ They are those who suppress their anger. They are those who suppress their anger. Anger is something which anger welling up in a person is not in his control. Somebody is very, very cool and calm. Somebody has, as they say, a short fuse. That is something perhaps not in a person's control entirely. But suppressing it is in a person's control. That is not out of his control. And it's very easily understood by way of an example that one is somebody who we regard as weaker than ourselves. Whoever it may be, whoever it may be, whether it might be a person's own wife, whether it might be his employee, whether it might be somebody else, but who he be- believes to be in a position of superiority compared to that person, or in a position of strength compared to that person. Then suddenly in such a situation a person says, well, I just lost it. Well, the anger came and I just lost it. But what that person did, if somebody else had to do double, but that person who did double the harm was also double the size. He was a wrestler. And he's also, you can see he's looking for trouble. And now, as sometimes a person says, I can't stand it when somebody tramps my toes. Now this person came and physically tramped his toes. And he's standing on his toes also. But now suddenly, because a person understands that my own well-being is in just suppressing this anger that I'm feeling now. Because otherwise I'm going to get angry now. And right now my toes are in danger of getting crushed. If I show my anger, maybe my life will get crushed now. So suddenly now he became totally in control. He didn't lose it. Before that you were saying that I just lose it. I don't know what happens. 
and I just fly off the rails. But now he's hanging on the rails very well. So what has become the difference? The difference is he saw what is his position. Where he thought he was in a position of strength, then he suddenly lost it. But now he sees himself in a position of weakness, now he found it. So the thing is that this is in our control. But if a person wants to control it, he understands what comes out of controlling it. What are the benefits? Allah Ta'ala is going to bless him in controlling it, in suppressing it. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, the person who suppresses his anger in a situation where he could have vented it, where he couldn't vent it, he obviously will keep quiet. But where he could vent it, on his wife, on his subordinates, on somebody where he could now show his strength, but he suppresses that anger, he doesn't vent it. Then Allah Ta'ala will call him on the day of Qiyamah and Allah Ta'ala will bring him in front of the entire creation to reward him, to award him. Like a person coming on stage in front of the whole audience of the world. And Allah Ta'ala will give him the choice of the Hura'een, whoever he wishes. And in another hadith, Nabi Islam says that Man kawama ghaydan wa huwa qadirun ala infadihi mala Allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana. The person who suppresses his anger where he could have vented it. Every other day there's a problem. Every other day there's some case comes up. There's some divorce that has happened. There's some major drama that took place. There's somebody assaulted somebody else. Somebody did some terrible damage. Every other day there's a case. And the bottom line of it, person will say, I got angry. I just lost my cool. I lost my temper and that's why I did what I did. I lost my temper and then I, the person blurted the three talaks. Now he blurted the three talaks, now he's running around to tell some, find somebody who will tell him three is one. He'll try to find somebody who will tell him, no, the Trinity works here also. Whereas Trinity is completely a falsehood wherever it is. So, now where did this all come from? From this anger. That a person didn't learn how to control his anger. So here Nabi Stasim says, the person who suppresses that anger, where he could have vented it, Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart amnan wa imana with peace and with iman he will feel that tranquility within himself for that one moment suppressing that anger exercising that sabr exercising that patience that is a bitter gulp because at that time he's upset he's angry he wants to say something he wants to do something and he's suppressing it at that moment it's a bitter gulp but that is the test if at that time there was a very sweet feeling, then there would be no test in sabr. And what would be the point in rewarding a person then? So this is where the test is. So now he exercised that sabr. He took that bitter gulp. But that bitter gulp is only for that one moment. It then has a very sweet end result. And when a person vents that anger, for that moment he might feel like he felt very nice. So he felt some sweetness at that moment. But there's going to be a very bitter end result. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ People who will get this great rewards, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Those who suppress that anger. Those who have this quality in them. They have these qualities that make a man. Nabi Islam says, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدُ بِالسُرْعَةِ That a wrestler, who's a wrestler? Who's a strong person? He's not a person that can wrestle somebody else down. That anybody who has some physical strength can do. The real wrestler is who can wrestle his emotions. 
And those who forgive, those who have a heart to forgive, Allah Ta'ala says, these are the muttaqeen. These are the people who get this great reward from Allah Ta'ala, who get this forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala, and who will get this everlasting jannat in akhirat. Allah Ta'ala is praising such people. As we said, halal wealth is a blessing from Allah Ta'ala. But nowhere in the Quran Sharif you will find this kind of praise for a person that he has earned so much. But a person who has gained qualities, a person who has adorned himself with the jewels of akhlaq, a person is getting his daughter married, now he is very concerned about buying jewelry and very expensive jewelry, no problem, he can afford it, halal wealth he's got, by all means, she'll maybe inshallah use it in some good way. But have we thought about adorning themselves then beforehand with the jewels of akhlaq? Because this is a real jewel, what is inside? What is outside? If the inside is totally corrupted, rotten, then the outside will lose its glitter and glamour in one moment. The real thing is what is inside. And what is inside is these qualities. The quality of taqwa and the highlights of taqwa in this ayat. Allah Ta'ala says those who spend in ease and in adversity, in good times and in hard times. And they suppress their anger. And they forgive. And doesn't stop there. Allah Ta'ala says further, Not only do they suppress their anger and forgive, they even go one step beyond that. And they then show favors to the one who has become the source of the anger. These are people who Allah Ta'ala praises. Allah Ta'ala, our creator and sustainer and nourisher. He's praising a person who has this heart. Imam Zainul Abidin Rahmatullahi, the project of Imam Hussain, he is busy making wudu and the servant, the slave, who is pouring the water now drops that jug and it breaks and the water splashes also. So he got very angry. Now this is a slave, we're not talking about a servant. The slave in those times, a person owned the slave. So he got upset. Now the slave was a knowledgeable person also, he saw this anger on the face and he immediately recited Allah Ta'ala speaks in the Quran Sharif of those who suppress their anger. <coughs> These people were people when the Quran Sharif was recited to them, they responded on the spot. They didn't need a moment to now think about it. He immediately said, I have suppressed my anger. So he recited further, Allah Ta'ala doesn't say only suppressing anger. Allah Ta'ala says they forgive also. So he immediately responded and said, I have forgiven you. This person was one better. He knew the ayat very well. He said, Allah Ta'ala also says, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. There's a slave woman. Allah Ta'ala says, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah Ta'ala loves those who even show kindness on top of this. He says, well go, I freed you now. You're a free person. You're no more a slave. The person who became the source of his anger, in that moment became a free person but saved from slavery on the action of the Quran Sharif 
Now these are the lessons that the Quran Sharif is giving us for now till Qiyamah. That these are the people that become beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Those who have this heart, those who have these qualities, those who acquire this taqwa. And this is what takes them together with all the commands of Allah Ta'ala, this akhlaq and this good character takes them close to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala blesses us with all these great qualities, the quality of taqwa, the quality of suppressing our anger, forgiving and being kind and compassionate to others also.